And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. This week's episode of That Groovy Scoopcast. Just as soon as I start the microphone. Welcome back, guys, to the go-to audio hub for all things Scooby-Doo. My name's Derek. And I'm Shannon. And today, we are going to be reviewing The Ghoul, The Bat, and The Ugly from the first Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo show. Shannon, overall thoughts. Do you know what my issue is with this? What? There's not a ghoul. There's not a bat. There is a bat at the beginning. Okay. But he's not a character. There's one bat. There is a bat. (laughs) And the only, like, ugly, because it's not even called ugly, it's it's the shadow creature. I'm assuming yeah. that's maybe the ghoul and the ugly? I don't know. Like, there's no, there's not a reason. You could have just named this episode Shadow Creature. Yeah, it could have been something like playing off of the Shadow Demon episode from, like, 13 Ghosts. I know that wasn't for, like, another decade, but... I started singing that song. Every time they said the shadow creature, <laughs> I just kept thinking, me and, and my... my- that was terrible that's as good as we're getting i know but i kept thinking of that song every time they would say shadow creature and it killed me right (laughs) but before we delve into our more expansive thoughts on the episode beside its title we are going to kick off the mr machine match our weekly trivia competition where Shannon and I try to figure out which one of us knows Scooby-Doo better than the other. Currently, our points are sitting at me with eight and Shannon with six. So you're not far behind me. I'm not far, but the odds of you getting two wrong and me getting all of them correct. Like, it's not you getting two wrong. It's me getting them all correct. That is the issue the, here. The real challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's see what happens. As always, Shannon, you get to go first. What famous U.S. bridge is the site of a rough and tumbler roller skate race in Scooby-Doo's All-Star Laugh Olympics? Fuck, I don't know. I'm going to guess. I'm going to say the Golden State Bridge. Okay, that's not what it's called. It's called the Golden Gate Bridge, but I'll give it to you. Because I knew oh, I what said, you were talking about. I, I said state, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always want to call it state. Yeah, but I knew what you were talking about. So you're good. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Here's your first question. A three-legged kilt race takes place when Scooby's All-Star Laugh Olympics is in what country? Uh, Scotland. Correct. Kilts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Derek. What popular 1950s police show was a source of inspiration for the original Scooby-Doo series. Was it Car 45, Where Are You, or Drangent? What was the last one? Drangent? Is that what you said? Dragnet. Dragnet? D-R-A-G-N-E-T. I'm going to go with the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first one. Okay. (laughs) Do you like that it says Car 45, Where Are You? Like Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Uh... (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know. I've never even heard of that as any kind of inspiration Me either, for the but show, you know. but okay. Here is your next question. Hanna-Barbera, the production company behind the classic Scooby-Doo TV series, also created what modern Stone Age family? The Flintstones. Correct. Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Blink was the name of a telefilm featuring the Great Dane. Was it Vampire or Werewolf? It was Werewolf. Yeah. 
The and reluctant you, vampire doesn't sound right. I haven't seen the reluctant werewolf in a very long time. That used to be my favorite when I was a kid and I had no taste in Scooby-Doo content. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to our podcast, we still don't have taste in Scooby-Doo content. <laughs> Honestly, guys, don't at me. <laughs> Here's your last question. Uh, what color are Fred's pants? Black or blue? Blue. They are blue. Why did you question that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, hey, we got all of our questions right. All right. I think it's the third time this has happened this season so far. I know. It's so, so weird. So also, just disclosure, guys, we are reusing some of the cards because we have run out of trivia cards. I got to find another Scooby trivia game. But we are learning is the point. But that we shows, are re- yeah. Listen, we are when this podcast, knowledge. yes, when this podcast first started, I had not seen, a, I, I really didn't know Scooby-Doo at all. And I was getting most of these questions wrong. So the fact that we can come back and I can get most of them correct shows a lot of growth. It does. That's so all I'm na- saying. Uh, no, I completely agree. So now um, our current points are sitting with me at 11 and you with 9. Woohoo! So we will move on to our review of The Ghoul, The Bat, and The Ugly. Here is a premise for the episode coming from Scoobypedia. The gang attend the Batty Awards show which is interrupted by the shadow creature. It seems he wants to put an end to the show, but why? Is it someone wanting to get even for not getting an award? No, it's not. It has nothing to do with the awards. <laughs> the awards are actually a huge backdrop of the episode. Yeah, it has yeah, yeah. nothing to do with the mystery whatsoever. Even though all the suspects think it does. Yeah, which is kind of funny. <laughs> So we open up and, like, they're at the award ceremony mm-hmm. and Mr. Davies is giving out an award. And I noted that Justin Carr, I think is his name, yes, wins correct. the Best Actor Award. And he is the only person there not dressed as a monster. That was really frustrating to me. I was so upset. I it's, noted that. It upset It's kind of so like much. one of those, like, you know, like in high school when, like, the student that you know does not care about anything is, like, the smartest kid in the room. Yeah. Like, he's getting the best grades and everything, although he's clearly an underachiever. That's this guy. Yeah. Like, everyone else in the room dressed up for tonight. It's kind of like a Halloween costume party. Like, I would be dressed up if I were there. I'm sure you would be, too. Well, and it's like Spirit Week at our high school. Because, exactly. Because everyone dressed up for Spirit Week. Even the kids that didn't care about Spirit Week still participated in, like, Jean Day and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then there was always that one kid that, de- like, would deliberately not dress up. Like, if we had Jean Day, that and they wore jeans every day, they would wear sweatpants that day just so that they weren't participating. Like, that's right. this guy. Like, you go out of your way to not participate. Because exactly. he wins Best Actor Award for a horror show. So, like, you know you have those fucking costumes at home, dude. Just put one on instead of your suit. Right. Yeah. The movie that he was in that got him this award was Transylvanian <clears throat> Terror. Well, you know what they say about Transylvania. Yep. That's what they said about Transylvania. That's what they said about Transylvania. <laughs> so after he gives Judson Carr the award, Brandon Davy, who's hosting the Batty Awards, he says that it is now the time that everyone's been waiting for. You know, it's time to see the special preview for next year's horror hit, The Curse of the Shadow Creature. J- just as soon as he turned on the projector. 
So it's, it seems like a really, like, a, like a one-man show here. Yeah. Like, you know, he's the only one who's doing everything. He's hosting. He's I mean, operating the projector. He's, he's giving out the on, awards. He's putting this on in his home. That's true. They are being hosted in his manner. Which, like, is a thing. Like, people are excited about that. So it's mm-hmm. not, like, a weird, oh, we go to this dude's house and get awards. It's super fucking weird, but we all I go because it's free. Like, everyone's excited about it, but... It does kind of sound weird, but... Like, I, I wouldn't be down for it, personally. <laughs> like, if, I mean, but I guess, like, horror movies get a bad rap. They very rarely win awards, so I guess if they made their own thing, it would have to be in, like, some geeky guy's basement, you know? <laughs> His mom comes down, would you guys like some cookies? <laughs> so, the, the trailer starts, we see the title come on the screen, and that's when, like, the lights, I think, go out and the shadow creature appears. He's, you know, doing his evil laugh. He swings down from, like, a balcony and enters the screen. Yeah, I didn't like wall. that. I did not I like that. don't know how he did that. He, like, swung into the movie. Yeah, yeah. super weird. And he basically says that, like, you know, he'll teach them to mess with him. Some, some stupid shit like that. He starts levitating, like, some statues, and he scares everybody. It's really, like, the straightforward Scooby-Doo monster attacks intro. You know, what you would expect. Yeah. We cut over to the gang who are on their way to the Batty Awards for unknown reasons. I think they just like horror movies. I guess, but, like, they also seem to know Brandon Davies. No, I don't know. I didn't think so, because they... they I thought they said... Something about winning the tickets, or they got the tickets. And then when they got there, Brandon Davey was, like, running outside. Because everybody was running out because of the monster. And Brady, Brandon Davey came ring, running out, and he was like, oh, no, don't leave, don't leave. And Daphne, like, turned to him and was like, can we look around? Well, so here's was, like, the thing, though. Because, like, I wrote down, odd, but... I made a note, though, that Shaggy and Scooby seemed like they were unaware of where they were going. Like, they didn't know what this was. They're always unaware. I, they're I guess. always unaware. Can we talk about Velma for a second? Oh, the fact that she's possessed? I fucking hate Marla Frumpkin. I do oh feel bad God. that, like, we are a anti-Frumpkin podcast, but... Anti-Frumpkin. <laughs> Anti-Frump. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, she I is the devil. I can't stand here. I, 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 I hear her voice, and I, I cringe. I fucking cringe. And... She's the first one who speaks when we transition over to the gang scene. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. I think I messaged you immediately. It was like, this is the season where she's possessed, isn't it? I was just like, fuck. Fucking hate it, yeah. Because and... it's the difference between, like, if I came on the podcast, right, and everybody knows my voice, this is how I talk, whatever, and it'd be like instead me going like, Hi guys, it's Shannon. Nice to meet you. Like, let's get into the podcast tonight. Like, it's just so different, and I hate it. Hello, guys. We are on our way to the Batty Awards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to go to the Batty Awards, aren't you? Welcome to today's podcast. Stop it with the ASMR <laughs> shit. Oh my god. <laughs> so, I took a note that. They're, you know, Scooby is scared in the back seat because he now realizes where they're going. He's hiding underneath a blanket. You see the back of the Mystery Machine, and you know it's always changing. 
it's really detailed this time. It has, like, a really industrial back door. Like, it looks like, kind of like the doors, like, one of those trucks that they transport prisoners in. Yeah. <laughs> and they also have a fire extinguisher in the corner. I thought that was pretty safe, though. I made a note that Daphne, she says that, you know, it's better that they're, you know, late than never arriving to the place. I'm assuming they're running late. No, they are running late because all of these awards have been given out. They're watching a trailer (laughs) at the awards. And here's the gang still on their way to the house. And again, they're not dressed up. No, they're not. So they're not participating in the spirit of the Batty Awards. So shameful. Like I'm why just even as come? upset with them as I am uh, Mr. With Carr. With Judson Carr. Yeah, yeah, like, why even come? Also, <laughs> why you're so come? fucking late. Why even come? Yeah, at like, that point, have like... Ha- have you ever had those events where, like, you're just running so late? And you're just like, you know what? I'm just so late. I'm not even gonna go. Don't do that to my birthday. I- I've never done that. But I, like... <laughs> But I've had those nights where, like, I'm supposed to no, be somewhere, and I'm just running so late. I'm just like, you know what? It's not even worth it. Like, no, I'm going to get there. That. Y'all are going to want to leave in, like, three minutes, and then why Why did I even come? Why Why did I even come? See, I was always a person who was always on time, and then one day I just kind of, like, stopped being on time, and now I'll show up, like, an hour late, and then if people... I know. I know. And then if people are like... But you've known me for so long. I used to be, like, on time or 15 no, you, minutes early. you have never been that way. I used to. Go on. I used to lie, drive everyone lie, nuts. Lie to the listeners. It's fine. It's <laughs> back fine. In, back in high school, I used to be, like, 15 minutes early. Lie to the or listeners. Or right on it's time. Fine. And then all of a sudden, I, like, stopped because I was like, this is stupid. And now I'll be, like, an hour late to something and if, if I get there and then people are like, hey, let's leave in an hour, I'm like, good. I didn't fucking want to be here anyway. I would much rather be at home in sweatpants. So the fact that you want to go home and I can put sweatpants back on, yes, let's leave. <laughs> That's always my goal. If I show up late, people will want to leave and then I get to go home. Now, when they arrive at the house, they see all the monster costumes. You know, everybody's running out of the house. And... Scrappy, you know, springing into action because that's what he does. He wants to pick a fight with all the monsters. I love this comment that he made. He says, okay, we'll be fair. How about groups of ten? <laughs> <laughs> like he can take on ten monsters at That's one exactly time. what he's insinuating, yes. <laughs> you can really tell he, like, grew up where he did because he's just really, like, always trying to scrap. Right. Now, they talk to Brandon Davies, and he says that, you know, he went up to the projector room, started the movie, he was on his way back down, and that's when the monster attacks. So the gang decides to go and check out the projection room for clues. They open the room, and it's completely trashed. Yeah. Like, all the equipment's trashed, there's ripped up film everywhere. It's a disaster in here. Now, they're informed by Davies that that was the only copy of the Shadow Creature movie. Bummer. That sucks. And the most we got to see of it was the title card. Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what if that was, like, the pinnacle of filmmaking? What if that was, like, gonna be the greatest horror movie ever? Yeah. And it's ruined because of this bullshit movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'd be really pissed off, just as a director, if I loaned you my only copy... And you destroyed it. Yeah, or, like, accidentally got did, it destroyed. 
I do think it is a little irresponsible, though, on the director's part for giving him the only the copy. Only like, copy. Like, if, like, I don't mind showing you the preview of the movie with my only copy, but, like, I feel like someone should be there. Yeah, like, That worked I'm, on the film. If I'm giving you my only copy, I feel like I should be the one showing it. Like, Or someone that I trust. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That was just an odd choice. Like, I would be like, yeah, me part. or Derek will show it to you. Like, we'll press play. We'll take care of it. You just, you don't right. worry. We got L- this. Let yeah. me know when I need to hit the play button and we'll be good. I just, I feel like that actually does happen, though. Because I feel like, you know, chain of evidence, but like chain of like who holds the film, you know? Like, well, I, mean, I feel like there to. always has to be like somebody, I don't know. That's just, it's terrifying to me. I would hate that. That like hurts my feelings that he put that much work into it and then he destroyed it. It honestly hurts my feelings. That's like the unnamed victim of this episode is the director. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't address like really like the movie itself all that no. much. Again, aside from like the evidence of why the monster's doing what he's doing. But like he's like just the disregarded victim in this entire plot and i'm yeah. kind of really sad for him <laughs> i want to like meet the director and just hug him because like okay do you know how long it takes to make a movie like imagine how much money him. goes into that yeah as well he, well and you know he has to pay those investors back and he hasn't made a dime off of it like yeah he, yeah because this was a preview you ru- yeah you this ruined that man's career <laughs> You it wasn't supposed to come the, out until next that year. That man is not going to have any money. No investor is ever going to trust him with their money again. That director is never going to work ever again. He's never working you, in Hollywood ever. Like, no. you ruined mm-hmm. that poor man's career. He's going to be in debt for the rest of his life because he has to pay those people back. And, like, they invest so much money into movies. Like, oh, that's... I, I just, I want to, I want to hug the director. I'm I know that he's not now. real, but, like, I, yeah, it hurt my feelings. <laughs> Now, the gang, you know, begins to split up a little bit, look for clues, as they do. Shaggy, Scooby, <laughs> and Scrappy are attacked by a vampire. Yeah. And I like this one line that the vampire says to Scrappy. So Scrappy, like, latches onto his leg. As you know, he does. Like, <laughs> le- as he does. And the vampire picks him up, and he, like, throws him, and he says, Let go of me, you little fool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I also wanted to make a note, too. That I saw the vampire run out of the house twice. So I saw him, like, get up from the chair and run out the door. And then when we see the gang walk up to the front door, we see the vampire run out again. So it is very clear that this man ran out of the house, but then he turned around and came back. Well, he has a tendency of re-entering the house anyways. Because he appears to leave after this altercation, but then he shows up later on. Yeah, so I think Mr. Davies needs a, um, what's that? A better security system. I was going to say a restraining order, but yeah, that works. Why not both? Both, both, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I'll take both. So, I noted that Scrappy's, like, physical size is really inconsistent throughout the episode. (laughs) But really here, because when the vampire tosses him, he goes into a cuckoo clock, and he he fits in the cuckoo clock. So beautifully. And it makes me almost wonder if he inherited Scooby's... Adventure Time, Jake the Dog abilities, where, like, he can morph his body. Like, he can shrink. I don't doubt it. Maybe he can shrink. He's a talking dog also. So, yeah, I mean, like, I don't doubt that Scooby's parents had that ability, passed it on to all the kids and all the kids' kids. It runs in the family. Yeah. So, when we learn that the vampire is just an actor from the awards, 
his name is Creighton Ames. Daphne actually identifies him as like a really famous horror actor. <laughs> yeah, but not famous enough for Scooby and Shaggy to recognize him. Right. But this is when Creighton says that he's not famous enough to get a Batty Award. So apparently over the last three years, he's been in great movies and he has not been given like the Best Actor of the Year Award from Davies. So he thinks that it's rigged. So here's my thing. Imagine having the confidence of Mr. Ames here. Because if I didn't win, I'd be like, oh, I just wasn't good enough. Not, it's rigged. Makes me think of a certain president I know, but... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that Davies, I think, was the one that says, like, you know, makes him out to be, like, a sore loser. He he is. is. (laughs) No, because that's the thing, is, like... Like, you lost. You lost three years in a row. Like, think Leonardo DiCaprio, okay? It took him how many years to win? And that man never (laughs) threw a fit publicly, at least that I saw. Like, everybody knew he was always a little bit salty. But that man was in the Titanic and still didn't win. It became a meme. Yeah! (laughs) It became a meme until I I guarantee you he, like, pity won. Because Because it was the year that it became such a big meme... It was like the highlight of the meme, and then he won. And mm. I feel like just people voted for him because they were like, all right, this has gone on too far. Now, this is when Scrappy claims that Scooby always catches his shadow creatures. Yeah, how many shadow creatures have they met? I don't know, but they have a history of it, evidently. Oh, you know what? What if, like, there was, like, monster, like, when, when Scrappy was little and he thought there were, like, monsters in his closet, and, like, Scooby was like, oh, I'll get them. Like, what if it was like that, and he was like, Uncle Scooby always gets the shadow monsters. Maybe. I'm just trying to make it wholesome. (laughs) They continue, you know, being split up. Daphne, Fred, and Velma are, like, in the foyer of the mansion, and they're looking at these boards that, like, have a bunch of posters and stuff regarding the Batty Awards. Fred identifies that there's, like, a Times article about the Batty Awards, and Daphne's like, that's really impressive. And I'm just like... Is it? Like, <laughs> it evidently has been going on for years. It's not new. No. I, I don't know. But okay. The shadow creature now attacks. And he begins, like, levitating tables and, you know, the board and everything. That's his main power. He can levitate his, things. His main power is picking things up with his mind. And, and then, then putting, putting them, them back down. <laughs> <laughs> he also opens that giant front door. And then the wind comes in. Wind! (laughs) That's what I wrote down, was just wind! I'm just gonna, you know, after this and the mystery in Persia, I just don't trust doors that I have not opened myself before, because there might be wind behind it. I never thought that I would be more afraid of wind. (laughs) Like, I guess if I would have watched all of these as a kid, I would have been like, wind is gonna be a big issue. Right, like like how you think about like trap doors and yeah, quicksand. Like, like, like quicksand, now it's just yeah, doors you're like quicksand is going to be an issue. Like as a kid, I would have been like, okay, when I grow up, I have to be careful of opening doors because wind might blow me away. Have you or a loved one ever been victimized <laughs> by wind? By wind. <laughs> now, after the wind and the shadow creature disappear. Fred, Daphne, and Velma see, like, torn up papers and stuff, and they find an article there about some really valuable stamps that have been recently stolen. And they're like, oh, that's unfortunate. And then they move on with their lives. Fucking stamps, dude. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's this kind of mystery. <laughs> when, there's just... sta- 
when there's stamps involved, there's also terrorism involved. Do we not remember The Mystery Begins? <laughs> it's a stamp mystery. <laughs> we say in disgust. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, again, I I didn't really ever, as a kid, think that stamp theft was going to be an issue, but apparently (laughs) it is. Right. Now, we cut over to Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy. They're in a study, I think it was, and they... I think it was Shaggy who pulls, like, a switch by accident on this bookshelf, and suddenly there's a wolf man in the room. Yeah. You know, and that that makes me scared of libraries now. But, um, so the werewolf is just, you know, antagonizing all of them. There's antics that ensue with the revolving bookshelf. And Shaggy finds a book while he's behind the bookshelf for a moment. And when they identify that the wolfman is Harrison Stone, who is, a for, like, one of the founders of the Batty Awards, I'm like, why was he in the house? Why is he still here? Why is he still in his costume? Why was he attacking Scooby, Shaggy, and Scrappy? That's my issue, is we meet one more monster. Later but like, on, yes. all Yeah, all three of these monsters don't even, like, try to be like, hey, I'm a person. They just start acting like they're monster and trying to attack them. And I, I don't... I don't understand why. And you can't attribute it to them, like, being, like, method actors, like, all three of them, because the only one who's an actual actor is the vampire. Because the Wolfman is a founder of the Batty Awards, and the other person turns out to be um, a real estate developer. Yeah. like, the only one who I could even argue is just trying to be a diehard actor is the vampire. Well, and even The other two are just being assholes in costumes. No, and that's the thing, too, is it's just, like, I just... My initial thought was maybe they're, like, trying to chase off intruders, thinking maybe, like, the gang is the shadow creature. But even so, like, that's, I don't, I just... They, they barely even talk about the shadow creature when we see them. No, so because, none of yeah, them are really when they finally, about when they're finally like, hey, I'm a person, they just wander off. Because, like, okay, with Harrison Stone, he was like, yeah, I just came back to, like, try and talk to Davies and, like... Try to be you friends to again. Up. Yeah. yeah, and then he's like, and then he, Shaggy makes like a comment, and he's like, "Okay, well, can you when you catch up with him, can you give him his mail?" And Harrison literally goes Meh, and walks yeah. away. Yeah, right. And I'm like, I was like, you, you were here to like go see him, like right. What? Right. Now to expand on that with the mail. So the the book that Shaggy found, it says that Harrison Stone was the, one of the founders of the Batty Awards. And it also has a bunch of envelopes that are hidden in the pages. And, you know, the rest of the gang is here, too. And Velma's the one who takes a closer look at the envelopes. And a thing I noted about them is that, you know, they they have names and cities on them, but they don't list any street names or anything like that. So I'm just like, these letters are not going to go anywhere. <laughs> They're no. not going to arrive at their destination. Those th- those people are not getting their letters. <laughs> Those people are not getting their letters. Right. Which is also another crime. It's just stealing people's mail. Like, on top of the stamp theft, we've also got mail theft. That's a real fraud there, that too. Is, yeah, right. Now, I made a note as well for the next scene when they're, they're all split up again. Shaggy and Scooby and Scrappy are now in the kitchen, and Scrappy enters the pantry. And my new note 
is that I should never go in pantries. If there is a walk-in pantry, don't go in it. Listen. Because there are shadow creatures in there chilling just to be chilling in pantries. I have always wanted a walk-in pantry, and this was the first time in my life that I was like, maybe I don't. Yeah, right. I like the style of, like, the pantry in, uh, in Zombie Island. That was a cool yeah, pantry. That was there a was cool a scary pantry. scene that happened in it, but it wasn't related to shadow creatures. If I open the door to my pantry and there is a shadow creature in there, let's talk about the shadow creature real quick. Sorry, just but he is physically scary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's 100%. actually like in terms of appearance, I would not want to run into this thing no. in the dark. In the like, I wouldn't want to run into it in the day. Or when I or in listen, my pantry at at like three a.m. when you go in for that secret snack and you mm-hmm. open up the walk-in pantry and then there's just a shadow creature, I would die. I just wanted my Doritos. Oh, I <laughs> like, would cry hysterically <laughs> a thousand percent. Are you kidding me? Now, what I don't like about the shadow creature is that it talks. Yeah, no, I hate that. If he grunted, I'd be okay. Yeah, and it does grunt, and it does have a scary grunt. Like, when it's going, like, yeah, I like that. This monster intelligently talks, and its Mm -hmm. voice actually sounds really proper, and it does not fit at all. No. Like, why does it need to speak? And why does it need to speak better than me? Like, (laughs) honestly, I hate it. I'm insulted. Right. Well... You know, a really good example of like how proper it speaks. So it starts running at them. It levitates the tables, the oven, the refrigerator in the kitchen. It starts charging at them. And I think you and I both texted each other about this. We're like when it like starts waving its arms everywhere like an ape. I hated it. And I'm just like, oh, fuck that. Uh-uh. I'm out. Right. But then it also says, I'll teach you to meddle in my affairs. And I'm like, oh. Who speaks like that? That makes me less scared than I was just a moment ago. Like, I'm still scared because you're running at me. But I'm also kind of a little dismayed about this. I don't know. (laughs) That's the thing. Like, if something came running at me, like, okay, if Michael Myers came charging at you with a knife and everything and then goes, that will teach you to meddle in my affairs, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, you start laughing at him. I would 100% get stabbed because I would just fall down laughing. <laughs> he's not stabbing you now because he wanted to kill you. Now he's just stabbing you because you're making fun of his voice. Now like, he's just mad at me. He's like, this wasn't about to be personal. You were going to be just a you random kill. It now it's fucking personal, bitch. <laughs> oh. Now, Scrappy, of course, wants to fight it. Of course. And... This is when Shaggy grabs him and he's like, run now, splat later. And I wrote down, that's my new life motto. And I got, I got to thinking about um, Big Earl from the, the Gremlins on a Plane. Okay. You know, you know how he has like all of his life models? Like, you know what I always say? Run now, splat later. There we go. <laughs> we'll, we'll get like a t-shirt that just says like life mottos and we'll have to put like all the big girls on there. And then on the back, it'll say, run now, run now, splat, now later. splat later. Right. Now, the monster disappears, and, you know, everyone gathers, as they've been doing this entire episode, and Scrappy finds Creighton Ames, who's the vampire actor, in another room, thinking he's the shadow creature, so they discover that he has not left, like, he's been hiding in the house the entire time. Because he's a fucking weirdo. 
weirdo, dude. He is a weirdo. And now he's accusing Davies of selling the awards. Because he's that big of a, of a you know, sore loser. Again, yeah. sounds like a certain president I know. But anyway, Davies is like, okay, I'll escort you out. And, like, he leads him out of the I'm house. I'm going to make sure you leave this time. No, I, want, I have a note on that. Uh-huh. But I'll, I'll address it when we talk about the next person that they find. So we'll get back to that. But anyway... Fred and Velma now suggest that they start looking at the elevator because that's where the the shadow creature was last seen. But I I don't know where they're getting that from because Scrappy Shaggy and Scooby never mentioned an elevator and we never see the creature disappear to an elevator. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought that was kind of strange because there's no elevator in this episode, guys. But there's there's trap doors, there's revolving bookshelves, there are no elevators. Which is a big bummer because there's like... Its second story is very high up from the first story. That's a big staircase they've got in there. Yeah. That's a big house. They're, you know, Davy's house is big. That's why he had to sell off the award. <laughs> right. Well, you know, because he even, like, counters Creighton. He's like, do you really think I'd be selling the awards? Like, I, I don't need that money. Like, do you see my house? <laughs> <laughs> That's like me with my 12 cars. I'm not in debt. Do you see the car I'm driving? <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. That's why you're in debt. Like. Right. <laughs> at this point uh shaggy and scooby decided to enter the hall of horror fame they don't know that's what this is they're just going in there to hide they're just walking through random doors and as we've seen there could be wind on the other there side could be wind shaggy and scooby get it together now you know we're seeing a bunch of dummies and figurines of famous movie monsters I noticed that they reused the model of Frankenstein's monster from Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Yeah, I saw that. In the background. It's a different color, but I thought that was kind of neat. But then we meet Frankenstein's bride, and it comes to life and attacks them. Okay, but also she was just randomly hiding like that? Yeah, she was standing there. And I'm pretty sure there was probably a label that said, like, Bride of Frankenstein or something. So where's the real one? Where's the real dummy that's supposed to be there? Listen, I ask that every single time they replace themselves with dummies. I'm like, where do you put the other dummies? Where are those dummies at? She's like, get back here when they start running away. And Shaggy says, but what would your husband say as they run by the Frankenstein monster? (laughs) It's good to know that like Shaggy is sassy even when terrified. He has another sassy moment later that I wrote down. (laughs) So when they run out of the room... Scrappy catches the guys in his Scrappy trap, and the bride of Frankenstein comes out, and we learn that she's a real estate developer, and she had to wear the the costume to get inside the house. But like, how? But long Justin Carr didn't. But like, how long have you been inside the house? She were was you, just chilling. Were you there at the actual award ceremony? Or were I you did like see just... her at the award ceremony, so I know she was there. But yeah. But then like, when everybody left, she ran and hid in the Hall of Horror Fame? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. That it I, yeah. Well, then, you know, Davies he basically says that like, you know, I don't want to make the deal with you anymore cuz I guess she was trying to buy the house and put some kind of like a shopping center there. That's a really inconvenient spot for a shopping center cuz there's nothing else surrounding that no. shopping center in that case. My note, though, here, and this is what I was talking about before when he escorted uh, Creighton out. He takes Creighton and he takes this woman out. I didn't get her name. But we never see them again. He made them leave the house. They could have left the house. I also believe they might just be dead. I mean, that's fair. We never see Harrison Stone. Does he walk out on his own accord? Or is he still wandering the halls? 
I don't know. You, you're right. You don't see Harrison Stone again. <laughs> no, the last time we saw him was when Shaggy said, can you take uh, the Brandon mail, Davey and his says, mail? Eh. And he said, eh. And then he leaves. And we never see him again. I didn't even notice that. So did he find Davies and Davies killed him? Or did he just walk out the front door? Or maybe he's still running around the house in his Wolfman costume, minding his own business, living his best life. Like I truly would like to imagine that Mr. Davies' house just constantly has at least one other person in it hiding somewhere. That's horrifying. I hate that a lot. I hate that a lot. I mean, but, like, it's so big, and he has, like, a whole, like, monster museum in his house. Yeah. How easy would it be for one single person? Like, maybe people take turns. Maybe it's, like, a thing of, like, how long can you stay in Davy's house without him knowing like that you're in his house? <laughs> like, it's a bet. Like, maybe that's who wins. Maybe that's, like, an award at the baddies is, like, who stayed in my house the longest without me noticing. This I imagine ridiculous. him like I imagine him like walking by in the morning with his coffee and then just being like, "All right, Stone, you can go home now." And Stone's like, "Damn it!" You know, I'm just also noticing a pattern of just trespassing in Scooby Doo, like the the real estate guy in the Vulture's Claw episode. He's yeah. just running around this house, hiding in <laughs> grandfather clocks and shit. <laughs> like, I remember sometime back in season one. I said that I was going to keep track of all of the laws that were broken during Scooby-Doo. I gave up on that very quickly because there's a lot of laws that are broken during Scooby-Doo. But trespassing is, like, the major theme. Among, like, the suspects, the gang, the villains, like, yeah. everybody. Like, it, it's it's not a cut and dry, like, good or bad trait. Everybody's trespassing. Everyone breaks it, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like your property is just a um, a suggestion. Right. A locked now, door? Just a suggestion. <laughs> it's a challenge, actually. It's, it's a challenge. <laughs> now, when Davies takes the real estate agent out, Velma finds a strip of film on the floor. Did that fall out of Davies' pocket, or like was it just sitting on it the was, floor? It was just chilling. Um, okay. Now, Fred is like... Okay, this is weird, I noticed. Fred says, what's it doing down here? He had like a weird pause yeah. there. I'm like, Frank Welker, are you fine? Are, are you, you good? okay? Can, Just can I get little. you some water? And Velma's like, well, let's go to the protection room. Come on. And she says that twice. Marla Frumpkin, the way she says it, she's like, come on. Come on, Derek. <laughs> come on. Let's go. <laughs> we cut over to Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy. They just step outside for a moment and they discover a hedge maze. Because, sure. See, somebody could be hiding in that hedge maze. Honestly. Well, you know, even Scrappy said that's the perfect place for the shadow creature to hide. And he is hiding there. Surprise, bitch. You know, I mean, if you know, if you guys don't know Scooby-Doo by now, he's obviously in there. Um, the second somebody says that'd be a perfect place for the monster to be, the monster will be he, there. He's already there. Yeah. <laughs> like, the monster um, already knew that. We cut back to Fred, Daphne, and Velma. They're in the projection room, and they discover when they shine the light through the film, there's, like, a scene where they see, like, the shadow monster attacking a woman, and in the background, you see a philatelist shop, because I guess they have those, 
And who other than Brandon Davies is walking out of the store. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know he was an actor. I think Daphne says that. And Velma's like, I don't think he is. But I think that I put this all together. Come on! I hate that so much. (laughs) Cutting back to the guys. So Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy, they're in the maze. And something that Shaggy said that I really like... He says that if we don't know where we are, how can the monster know where we are? Logic. Look at Shaggy thinking. He does say at one point, like, why do I get the feeling that we're not alone? And then the monster peeks out of the bushes and he's like, because you're not. And he says, I didn't ask you. That's my favorite (laughs) thing on the planet. Like when you said before that Shaggy's just being sassy towards the monsters. Like, this is another instance. Like, I didn't ask you. It's a straight up vibe. I love, I love Shaggy. This is an A and B conversation, so see yourself out. (laughs) They start running around the maze. They find, like, a gazebo, and there's a trap door in it, because of course there is. It slides down to what I'm assuming is a basement area in the manor, and the monster follows them down the trap door. He attempts to hide in a bookshelf, but Scrappy... Finds him, captures him. He's now on the pool table, defeated. The rest of the gang comes in, as they do, and they discover that the monster is indeed Brandon Davies, the the host, the, the person owning the entire house. I'm just shaking my head about, like, why this all needed to happen over stamps. I mean, also just the fact that in the movie, they got a shot of him walking out of the store. Right. It's not him, like, it's not... It's not you in a mask. It doesn't even have you with the stamps. You're walking out of the store. Mm-hmm. And it's... then my issue is, it is broad daylight. You're not in any sort of costume to hide yourself. So how did you get away with stealing the stamps in the first place? Well, my thing is, they haven't even connected him to the crime. Aside from him like actually going to the philatelist shop... There's really no, like, evidence that he stole the stamps. Like, if no one knew that he had the stamps, what evidence do you have that he did it? Exactly. So why is he so hell-bent on destroying the film? He's, he's trying to destroy the film, guys, because he got, you know, caught in the act on the camera of stealing the stamps out of this place. But I don't know. I just think that you really could have just done nothing and nothing would have happened. Oh, no, 100%. nothing would have happened. You have the stamps already. They're valuable because, you know, you want the money. So get rid of them and... Sell them on the black market and move on Right, get them on the black market and move on. Because evidently, you're in a ton of debt. You even said so yourself. You're not rich anymore. Like, you can't afford your own house. And it's like, dude, you really did not need to do all of this. This was just you being extra, man. I think that's why I hate him so much. Like, it just, like... I'm also kind of mad because if he was worried about being on camera, wouldn't he have seen them, like, setting up the movie shoot that day outside that building? You would have seen what they were doing. You would have known what they were doing. If the risk was too high, in your opinion, to get caught on camera, pick a different day. Pick a different day. Go back at a different time. when When they do movies like that... They usually, like, clear out all the stores Mm -hmm. or, hey, if you're going to shop in the store, it's fine, but you're going to have to sign this waiver because you're going to be in the movie. Like, they don't just set up and be like, oh, if we catch somebody, we catch somebody. Like, no, because you have to pay those people. Right. I'm also kind of mad that he trashed the room. 
you know, where, you know, all the film was at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. He evidently has the strip of film that actually physically shows him. Burn it. In the act of, exactly, burn it. No one would have noticed anything at all. You could have set that whole film on fire or simply made it look like a complete and utter accident because it's film. So if you stop the film from moving, the light will burn it itself. And then you go, oh shit, I'm so sorry. My projector broke and burnt your film. It happens all the fucking time. It is so easy to pull off. Like, I don't understand why he went to this. But in that case, he would have been indebted to the director because he damaged his property. Yeah, but he has those stamps. You can pay him off, I'm sure. Yeah, but the stamps are so that he can get the money to save his house. <laughs> well, okay. He's obviously not above stealing, so, like, he'll figure it out. You know what I just realized? The Mystery Begins wasn't the only other episode where it came to, like, valuable stamps. The Mass Manx had that, too. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it, there's just a lot of stamp theft. I'm really mad about that now that I've just jogged my memory about that episode. Um, did you notice that Brandon Davies also has really pointy fingers? Yeah. Like, like kind of like a monster. Like, I'm kind of like a shadow it. demon. He needs to go see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he can't afford it, Derek. Right. They do explain that the levitating was done by wires because... As always. Of course. And I'm really mad that wires are explained for lifting the refrigerator, the oven, those bat statues at the beginning of the episode. And where did the wind come from? Was that just luck? And those glowing (laughs) eyes on the painting. Yes, that too. But like... Him closing the door in the kitchen. I'm just... I don't know. Scooby-Doo logistics, because, you know, of course. Yeah. The episode ends with them, like, all in the projector room. They're, I guess, going to play a movie. My question is, why are they still at the house? Like, the guy just got... Isn't that a crime scene? Yeah, like, he just got arrested. And, like, why why are you still here? I think it's time for you guys to go. Like, you getting arrested and me just going in your room and popping in a movie? (laughs) Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) It's like, okay, um... Seems a little inappropriate, guys, but sure. (laughs) That was the ghoul, the bat, and the ugly. Did you have any other notes to add on? No, that was it. Was that it? Okay. What were your, uh, what's your rating for it on Scooby Snackometer? Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, Derek. I wrote down what the fuck out of ten. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say (laughs) that roughly translates to, like, I'm going to give it, all right, I'm going to give it a five out of ten, and here's why. Okay. No. Really? Okay, go on. Go on. I'm not going to stop it. Go on. I want to rate it lower, but I liked the monster. I'm going to be you for a second. I liked the monster. I didn't like that he talked, but sometimes when he talked, like, some good lines came out of it. Like, when they were in the hedge maze, and he's like, because you're not alone, Like, some of those were funny, and sometimes, like, with him running at you, it was just, like, a comedic humor of him talking. So, as much as I hated it from a this-isn't-scary standpoint, it was kind of, like, funny, and I could semi-forgive it. Uh, The rest of the episode absolutely sucked. Like, am I going to watch it again? Absolutely not. I really struggled to watch it this last time to get my notes. But, I don't know. That's where I'm landing. I'm giving it a three myself. I... Was I was not... leaning at a four, but I wasn't sure. No, I mean, I would go lower if the monster wasn't 
scary looking, but he... The voice just does not do it for me. The mystery is not doing it for me. Especially, like, once we finish at the end, I'm just like, guys, this didn't even need to happen. Like, if, no, you, did, you... if you literally did nothing, you would have been fine. You would have been fine. Because that's the whole thing, too. If he would have just played the movie, or, like, if the movie would have gotten published, like, literally nothing would have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that if he had done nothing, none of this would have had to happen. And I, those are the mysteries that also frustrate me. Aside from the episodes where, like, there's no mystery, the mysteries that just really don't need to happen in the first place are also kind of frustrating. But there were funny parts. I will acknowledge them. Shaggy sass. The weird instance of monsters just hanging out in the house for reasons. Um, but I'm I do just, like the idea of like just people always being in the house. They're just doing bets, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna do a three. I just was not in love with it. Okay. So you're giving it a five. I'm giving it a three. So we here on Bad Kirby Scoopcast are awarding the ghoul, the bat, and the ugly a four out of ten on the Scooby Snagometer. Okay. Uh, you want to hear a fun fact about this episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to like the fun fact either. Um, <laughs> this is the very first episode where Marla Frumpkin voiced Velma. And she did a shitty job. <laughs> if this was like, if we would have gotten this episode back in season one, I can't promise you that I would still be here. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like her. That, I think that's another thing where I'm marking it down because Marla Frumpkin just is not doing the show any favors <laughs> at all. <sighs> no, I would rather I, Velma not talk at all. I, I honestly would have rather a mute Velma. <laughs> I know I sound like, I know we sound like assholes, but like, I could not. I would no, rather I, I would rather a mute Velma, yes. So next week, we're going to be moving on to the second Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo show. This show has a format of three seven-minute shorts. So we're going to be reviewing three short episodes. Shan, would you like to randomize the episodes we'll be watching next week? Yes, I would. Okay, here we go. Next week, we will be watching Beauty Contest Caper, Stake Out at the Takeout, and Runaway Scrappy. Okay, let's see what we've got. Here are the premises for these episodes coming from Scoobypedia, starting with Beauty Contest Caper. When contestants turn up missing at the Miss Earth Beauty Contest, the fearless detective <laughs> agency is hired, and Shaggy goes <laughs> undercover as Miss Antarctica to find out what happened. I already don't like this episode. <laughs> Moving on to uh, Stakeout at the Takeout. The detective agency is hired by Mutual of Toledo, an insurance company, to find out who stole the golden coins. And the only clue is some special burger sauce left at the crime scene. <laughs> the guys soon discover that Hamburger Haven has that same sauce, so they get jobs there and go undercover. A lot of undercover work from the sounds of it this next week, guys. I'm down for it. Um, oh, okay. So the last one, Runaway Scrappy, that one's actually going to be a um, uh, Scrappy-Doo and Yabba-Doo episode. It's not one of the regular Scooby-Doo ones, so we get to okay. see Scooby's brother Yabba again. 
So here is the premise for that. When Dusty yells at Scrappy, he feels he is no longer needed or loved and runs away. He soon meets up with two U.S. Marshals who are stealing silver bars off a train and they need him to help them out. What the fuck? First <laughs> off, <laughs> I was... Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. First off, let Scrappy run away and become a um bank robber. Don't care. But, like, how do two train robbers need help from a little tiny dog? Well, maybe he can, like, sneak into places that they can't get into. He's scrappy. Yeah. He'll fight whomever. I don't know. Like, imagine, like, this just being the downfall of Scrappy. Like, from this point forward, this led him on the path to the 2002 Scooby-Doo movie. And it's all Dusty's fault. Fucking Dusty, man. (laughs) I'm curious to know what Dusty yells at Scrappy about. Probably just being Scrappy. He's probably like, dude, stop trying to fight everybody in town. Can you just hold your horses for one fucking second? Right. Uh, Moving on to Scooby-Doo news. So that Scooby-Doo Pop Funko, exclusively at Hot Topic, is currently out of stock. Um, So I hope you guys pre-ordered it if you wanted it, because right now it is not available. Um, It might be on other sites, so definitely check them out if you want to. If you go on eBay or something, they're going to be kind of jacked up. So maybe wait until they restock on those. Also, we mentioned last week that the Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, the complete first season, will be released on DVD around January 18th or 19th of 2021. So definitely be looking out for that. I'm pretty excited for it. If you guys want to talk to us about The Ghoul, The Bat, and The Ugly, any of the episodes we're going to be discussing next week, anything Scooby-Doo related for that matter, really, you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at That Groovy Scoopcast and Twitter at Groovy Scoopcast. We are also on YouTube at That Groovy Scoopcast. You can also send us an email at thatgroovyscoopcast at gmail.com or check out our website, www.thatgroovyscoopcast.com. And with that, we hope that you enjoyed That Groovy Scoopcast. Come back next week for Scooby Snack Filled Time. Bye, guys. Bye.